Zahi, we've been talking about the complete college experience for students, and we're going to really open this up a little bit more and, and talk a, about how we, in the process of redesigning how our colleges operate, look, work, all of that, that we'll, we'll start to incorporate some of these things to help students get a more complete college experience that goes beyond simply the academics. Absolutely. I think, like we talked about very often on the show so far, we, we are at the hinge point. You know, we need to redefine ourselves for the future. So what an absolutely perfect timing to backwards design what we're there for. In the 60s and 70s, we were focused on a college that serves students, you know, that commuter student, that serves them just for their classes. Soon enough, we figured out that that wasn't uh, the whole picture of what the student was looking for, the whole picture of what their education should be about. But yet, decades later, we're still, many of us are still operating in the same format, and yet we're trying to put some Band-Aids here and there. So we need to talk about the physical footprint that goes beyond just a couple of hallways and a couple of classrooms and maybe a cafeteria and maybe a library and a bookstore to what else does a student uh, life uh, requires us to think about, to our schedules of classes and how we can use them to enhance student life opportunities and the accessibility. And you talked briefly about it in the prior segment. How can we make it known that you don't need to be part of the uh, Epicurean uh, uh, um, hospitality and culinary to be part of the Epicurean club? You don't need to be, uh, you know, part of our arts, uh, fine arts to be in that glee team and so on. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I think about is using that schedule to your advantage. And, um, you know, I know it's something you and I have talked about, but uh, again, I can easily talk about experiences I've had, but I, I remember when I was a student at DePaul, they set the schedule so that, you know, everything was always the same. So if you had a class at eight o'clock, regardless of what subject you were taking, that eight o'clock class was always going to meet on the same days. And then you would always have one day that that class did not meet. And that was through and through uh, for everything pretty consistently, but they did leave some particular times that were always open for everything. So, you know, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it might be say Wednesday at 10 o'clock nothing was happening. So what happened was clubs and organizations used that time to make sure that they could meet during those times. So your schedule built opportunities for, you know, these clubs and organizations to meet, to get together. Now, does that work for everybody? Not necessarily. Um, but you know, I think that's part of it is in, in the scheduling, you design opportunities for these clubs to meet. So it doesn't have to be, oh, we can only get together at seven o'clock at night. Uh, so right. that's one part of it. Um, you know, I think a, another part, too, is, you know, thinking about, as you alluded to, the, the kinds of things that students need. And, 
you know, we, we've all seen the, the furniture that was sort of placed in a wide hallway and, you know, it was put there 30 years ago and maybe hasn't been updated. Um, you know, the idea that now if you want students to sit there, you also need to give them an opportunity to charge their devices. So, you know, do you have electrical near those things? Um, you know, I can remember a, a student lounge that had a very old TV that sometimes didn't work right. Uh, so it, it's it's making sure that you're also investing in those sorts of things, you know, keeping that student lounge updated and, and making sure it has the kinds of things that today's students want and need in it that may be different than they were 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm going to take it one step further and say we need to backtrack not from just the educational opportunities, but the experience of the students as well. So we need to have the food service uh, available, the library available, uh, the study halls and the tutoring and whatnot, and build it in a way where it is a fluid situation where people as cohorts can use those uh, services to support one another because they're not just um, common interest. They could be empowering cohorts. And fun does not negate growth and learning. There's nothing wrong with having puzzles and having Legos and having uh, board games and having... Uh, consoles available for students to relax and unwind. Nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong because you want that student to, for a moment, goodness forbid, that we allow them to 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 just drop everything and be the humans that they deserve, or the youth, or the elderly that they deserve to be. Right. We want our students to be comfortable and happy when they're on campus, and. Right. You know, again, you take that that two year model um, that, that you and I are very, very familiar with. And, you know, w we have seen students that will come to campus for an eight o'clock class, go home because that class ended and then come back to the campus at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the idea, let, let's give them a space where they can relax, unwind enjoy themselves for, you know, that hour and, and come back. And, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be, you know, we are academic rigor all the time and, you know, you will have fun reading, you know, War and Peace or, or whatever. Good and, choice, good choice. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be, you know, oh, yeah, we opened up, you know, 20 new study pods this year. Um you know, and we took away the ping pong table to do that. Right. Uh, you know, let, let's have some fun with it. Let's let's have some opportunities to relax. So that might be, you know, as a part of your food services, maybe now you have something that is more of a coffee shop context uh, that students can come in and and have a chill, relaxing environment where 
hey, maybe they are on their computer and they are going into their their learning management system. But now instead of doing it in the library where, um, you know, you have bright lights and, and people being quiet, you're in a comfortable environment where somebody over at the next table is, you know, just having a good time talking with friends. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I cannot agree more with what you said. The idea that the students should be silent and well-behaved, whatever well-behaved is, all the time, because that's how they're going to be able to, uh, you know, soak all that wisdom that we put in front of them, in my opinion, is perhaps not necessarily the reality of what happens. With that said, I believe that the infrastructure, and you started talking about that, the infrastructure that that student lives in or we want them to live in is very critical. We all know, and shocker, that the student who spends more time at the institution tends to be retained better and tend to, tends to succeed more. So why would we want them to be uncomfortable, to be in a, something that looks ugly, dingy, Dirty. Why? Simple things. A coat of paint is amazing. You know, pictures mm -hmm. of, of, the, of the fun and the activities in our hallways, does it remind you of something, Chris? Can be, <laughs> can be um, subliminal messages that can help individuals and bring up the morale and help support them in their growth. And like you said, a schedule that is built to focus on those opportunities, not just to allow them to happen, but to um, urge the creation of new things are critical. Well, and I'm going to, you know, as we, we start to run out of time, the other thing that, that I want to throw in, too, that, that colleges need to be thinking about is, you know, what does the funding model look like for student life? Um, you know, especially when it comes to the sustainability of some of these clubs and organizations. Um, you know, are you giving clubs and organization a pittance that they don't have much opportunity to do things? And if they want to do things, they have to fundraise for it. Um, you know, I'm not going and saying, you know, hey, everybody gets a million dollars this year. But at the same time, if you go, well, student senate, here's your hundred dollars for the year. Um, go and accomplish great things every couple of weeks. It's it's not going to happen. So. Some of it, too, is finding a way to invest in those things uh, if you want to show that is something that is important to you so that, you know, yes, we still want them to do some fundraising because there's good things that can be learned out of that. But at the same time, that uh, shouldn't be their sole means of, of sustainability. Yeah, so we have been talking that far. Absolutely. Um, you know, unless you're selling like hundred dollar cookies. Uh, <laughs> so we have been talking about 
getting more out of the college experience for students. Uh, in this particular one, we've talked about how we redesign things in colleges to enhance that. If you enjoy topics like this, be sure and subscribe to us here on YouTube. You can ring that bell down below. You'll get notified when we post new content. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.